Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm sick. No, I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. That wasn't a good joke. And and this is quotes, quotes and, and, and anecdotes. anecdotes. I hate this. I hate that you <laughs> I'm trying to this. make it sound like Skype. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not on Skype. Bronwyn's just annoying. Bronwyn is just That was implied. If you couldn't tell, the venom in Sophia's voice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. My venomous nasally voice. How have you been? I've been okay. How have you, Jean? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just being funny. Um, but I'm doing fine too. It, yeah, we're in really weird mood. We don't have school tomorrow because it's Yom Kippur, and um, I'm sorry. I'm very happy because I'm tired today. I'm tired too, and I also just a. Heads up, I do have a cold, so I'm sorry that my voice is not very pleasant to listen to this afternoon. It's and you fine. might have to listen to a couple of violent sneezes. But I am okay, and I'm going to have fun recording this episode, gosh darn it. Me too. Woo! Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, should we start with wordlets this week? Sure. <laughs> um... Do I get to start or do you start? I think you start. I do. My word I hate. <laughs> Why did you choose it? I don't know. I think I read it in my book and I wrote it down because it's a strange word. But I, the more I look at it, the less I like it. It's not a good word. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's not very well used, but I don't like I don't know it. why I chose it. My word this week is canubial. <laughs> and it... It just means something that's relating to relating to marriage or the relationship of a married com- married couple or c- c- conjugal. Um, so just like connubial affairs would be affairs re- related to marriage. Like, don't yeah, be <laughs> <laughs> Why was that what I thought of? I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't give an example. Oh um, um, but yeah, the etymology of the word comes from con and nubere. I know we don't really do that in um, word that's very often, but Sophia, given your Latin background, do you know what those words mean? Well, I know that nubere is an infinitive and it's second or third conjugation. My guess it would me- would be that it means to marry. <gasps> but Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and what does con mean? I don't, that I don't know. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) I would think like with or something. Our Latin teacher would be so disappointed in me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't, I should know con. Yeah. Yeah, Does it mean with? Oh, it means that in Spanish. It means, yeah, that's probably where my brain is going. Okay, well, what's your first wordlet? (laughs) My wordlet um, also has to do with. Your word's good. Well, it's, it's It's better than mine. It's extremely obscure. But um, we were learning about it the other day in Greek, so I wrote it down. And it is properis pomenon. Properis pomenon. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So it means in Greek grammar, having a circumflex accent on the penultimate syllable. So 
If you have a Greek word that's multiple syllables long, the second to last syllable, if it has a circumflex accent, which is a certain type type of accent that looks like a rainbow, if there on, if on the second to last syllable there's a circumflex accent, it's called a prosperous pomenon. Do you know what's sad? What's sad? Guess. I don't know. Prosperous pomenon is not a prosperous pomenon. Oh my gosh. That really like, why is would sad. you make a word that means like, that? Come if you're on. Not gonna... <sighs> Oh, that's very annoying. Yeah, no, there are names for the accents, like, uh, on different syllables as well. Um, and there are names for each syllable. There's ultima, penultimate. No, yeah, that makes sense. Does um, it? Yeah, they, uh, our, la- our Greek teacher gave us names for all of them, but wow. I've already forgotten. But this seemed to me the most, like, wild, like, ha- what, you have a word for having a very specific accent on a very specific syllable, like, yeah. in the middle of a word... It's just That's very one of the cool things with Greek, though, because, um, like, every sentence is very deliberate, and every word is deliberately used, and I think English is a bit more general in the way it's, it, it, in the way it works, but for Greek, like, the form of the noun, the form of the verb, the type of one you're using, like, the way things agree with each other, if you use a pronoun or a relative pronoun or anything like that, you get very specific sentences that mean specific things, which is kind of cool, because it can yeah. get, it's very interesting, but, yeah, prosperous pomenon. It also looks like someone just combined so many words. <laughs> they just kept on adding more syllables. It's very I thought that was a human. That's a dog. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, my grandmother brought her dog. And he's very cute, but also gets very excited. So that's he's probably just very happy today. Um, Bronwyn, what's our topic this week? So when we were discussing that, we're like, hmm, what are some no spoilers, but what are some autumny things? Because you know, it's like that time of year where you're just feeling very autumnal, autumnal, because it's the beginning of the season, and so it's very exciting. And for me, something that always has to do with autumn is comforting, cozy, nice, happy things. Not to be confused with simple things. Comfort things, simple things, you might confuse them. They're not. In Sophia's words, simple things is more like holding the door for people and stuff. This is more like blankets and tea and hot chocolate. And yeah. Yes, I wrote that in a text last night. I was very tired. Um, when so Bronwyn suggested comfort things and asked if it was too similar to simple things, so I was like, no, 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 and I just listed a bunch of nouns and like categories. And then them. I gushed. And then she thought it was it was a very nice sentence, so that is what she. Put it just at made the top me feel very episode. happy. I got. I also didn't really fully read it, and so I was just like, oh my goodness, that was so poetic. And you're like, well, it wasn't. I just listed <laughs> nouns, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm quoting you. And then you're like, what? I'm so confused. I didn't know. And then I was I like, and the I'm episode, because either. that was such, and then I was like, oh, I kind of read it again. I was like, it is still very poetic for some reason. It just sounds very poetic, but it's also just very nice and happy. And that's kind of what, what I liked about it. And I thought Sophia deserves to be quoted in this moment. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Sophia always deserves to be quoted. She's... Anyways, <laughs> um, Bronwyn, what is your first word? So, my first word about comfort, comforting things is huget. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. That's very Hugget. good. Huget. Um, it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Um, and I think it, 
it has something to do with the word hug as well. Aww. I kind of heard that when I was looking at it. But it means a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. Conviviality? Con- there are so many eyes in that. Yeah. Um, and it's apparently regarded as a defining characteristic of Danish culture. Aww. Which I thought was really nice. I think it's really cool that uh, being warm and cozy and comfortable is part of many cultures, which I guess makes sense when I think about it because there are a lot of cultures that I think about where I just picture a lot of community. Cold places? <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say community <laughs> and food and family and oh. warmth, but I suppose also cold things, but that's not really where I was going. I thought you were saying, I think I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought you were saying like, like warmth and heat, as in like literal like blankets and coziness. And well, stuff. yes, that too. But, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, well, I guess you could say that you know there are a lot of cultures based well, in cold I think places that where of... that those kinds of things might be staples of culture. But also, yeah. yes, a lot of I don't think like, a big part of place a big emphasis on community. The American culture is warmth and community and no. <laughs> I think that it's quite not, and so it's always quite nice the opposite. To hear about... Like independence and. And like self sufficiency. Yeah. Yeah. Which it has its benefits, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is that I like one, it's a good word. And two, I like that it's a defining characteristic of a culture. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing to be like, we should live a bit more like Hugo. <laughs> um, anyways, the etymology of the word, it was Norwegian, then Danish, and it's just Hugo. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. What's your first word? What's your word? My word is not very exciting. Um, it is... A sa- is it maybe a sage? A swage. A swage. Okay, Yay. sorry. A swage. A swage. Um, and it means to make an unpleasant feeling less intense or to satisfy an appetite or desire. And I don't know. I just like when I thought of comfort things, I thought of like if you've had a rough day or a stressful day and you come home and you're home, and you have, like, a cup of tea, and maybe a blanket, and you just get to, like, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a person coming and assuaging, like, your, all your, you know, worries away or whatever. (laughs) It can just kind of be you taking care of yourself and taking a breath, and then that sort of eases, I think, the stressfulness of a long day a little bit. Yeah. Um, So that's what made me think of this word. And then the etymology of it comes from Latin, ad, which means two, and suavis, which means sweet. And I think suave in Spanish is, like, cool or something. Yeah. Suave. Muy suave. If you're suave, if you're, you're cool. Suave. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it's French again. I always choose the French ones, and now I'm going to extremely... All right. Assuagier? Assuagier. Wow. French is hard, man. <laughs> and then it turned into assuage in Middle English. Yeah, I just liked it. Aww. It's also kind of, it's a weird, like, I thought it was pronounced differently, but Me too. I still think it's a cool pronunciation. Assuage. Assuage. Yeah. Which is a strange language, man. I like it. Um, what is your first quote, Bronwyn? My first quote is... Winter is the time for comfort, for good food and warmth, for the touch of a friendly hand, and for a talk beside the fire. It is the time for home. 
<laughs> I felt like it was like <laughs> I don't know when the when like reading a story to a bunch of people. It was the time for home. You did kind of sound like you were like to a crowd of in like wrapped the what? toddlers. Yes, um, not not wrapped like tied up. <laughs> like wrapped R-A-P-T? as in like. Is that yeah, how yeah. Okay, wrapped. Yeah. That's that's sort of what I. Enraptured. Like, enraptured, yeah. Wrapped. Ra- wrapped might not be a word. <laughs> yeah, my I don't think so. Oh, no. It's a good thing I'm editing this one. It's a word. Okay, good. Oh, okay, thank God. Um, <sighs> yeah, but that was said by Edith Sitwell. Um, and, yeah, I like it. Uh, I love that. I think winter is a very... Is another, I think fall and winter are the most... I always think of summer and spring as the most energetic, like and fun and lo- loving life. Go outside, and, spend time, yeah. and just like run around and be happy. And because of, I mean, frankly, because it's colder, the fall and winter, you just kind of want to sit uh, sit inside and cuddle up. Yes. So I think that is quite accurate. I think it is the time for comfort, for good food and warmth. Soup in the fall. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, it is really oh good, God. you know, and I, I like that, and and it kind of makes me think of Sophia and I do something um, at Ambler Farm. Surprise, surprise! Um, <laughs> but in the winter, we do maple sugaring, and we we go and collect sap and make maple syrup. And this quote kind of made me think of it because you're kind of, you're with you're with friends, you're making things, you're. When you're making maple syrup, you're next to a very hot fire. You're adding you're adding wood to a stove. You're keeping warm, and I don't know. It just made me think of this quote a little bit. But it is, I don't know. It's time for talk beside the fire. It is the time for a touch of a friendly hand and for food and warmth. And I like it. That's so nice. And that was said by Dame Edith Louisa Sitwell. Um, who was a British poet and critic and the eldest of the three literary Sitwells. Apparently, and this was part of her Wikipedia bio, (laughs) she reacted badly to her eccentric, unloving parents and lived much of her life with her governess. Um, Yeah, it's a little sad. I love the word, this should be a word lit sometime, but the word governess for some reason, it makes me think of all these books that I read as a kid, like The Secret Garden, Governess, and then like Little House in the Prairie and stuff. I don't don't think there's a governess. No, there's not. But like that kind of like older books. That was a thing. Yeah, I just read a book and they didn't have a governess and this person was like, you don't have a governess, how are you getting your education? And they're like, we don't, we we learn, like, with each other and our parents. And she's like, in Pride and Prejudice? Yes, Pride and Prejudice. Good book. Would recommend. Yeah, what's your first quote? My first quote is, um... A library is a good place to go when you feel unhappy, for there, in a book, you may find encouragement and comfort. A library is a good place to go when you feel bewildered or undecided, for there, in a book, you may have your question answered. Books are good company, in sad times and in happy times, for books are people, people who have managed to stay alive by hiding between the covers of a book. And yeah, I just kind of loved it. I love books. I love reading. Um, Yeah, no, I just thought it was really nice. I liked that uh, this author kind of thought of quote of books as people because I think when you think of comfort you often think of like a friend comforting you and giving you like 
solace and things like that. And I liked that this author was um, saying, like, well, books can do that too. Pick up a book, and it can help you through if you're sad, if you're happy. And, like, not that you necessarily need help if you're happy, but, like, it's still a good place to go if you're happy. Like, it's just perfect for any occasion. And it's comforting no matter where you are, like, physically, emotionally, and and libraries being, like, a haven for books is, like, the perfect place to go. And if you've ever been to, like, an old library... Like, new libraries, really cool. Always nice. Always good time. But, like, old libraries. When you... I went to the New York Public Library in the spring. And I went to one when I was visiting my brother in Ireland. And both of those were insane. Just, like, floor-to-ceiling books about everything. And even if you're not going to read all of them, or even if you're not interested in all the subjects, just, like, being surrounded by so much knowledge and so many people's... Work is just, I think, a very soothing thing, and it's like, you don't have to think about anything. Books are just beautiful and amazing, and yeah. It's so true. I have a cousin who's becoming a librarian, and that's this amazing. is why. I would love to work in a library. That's just, like, can you, I have, because uh, when you think of a library or working in a library, it's like you're there, you're surrounded by books, maybe you've got, like, a little library cat or a library yeah. dog. And, like, you get to talk to people about books and help people find books. And who's not happy when they're going to find a good book to read that they want yeah. to because it's going to make them happy? Well, and, I mean, I think part of becoming a librarian, other, I don't think it's just, like, checking out books for people. I think there's an element. And I don't really know exactly what the job entails. Um, but I think there's a part of it that's, like, a lot of, there's, I think, often a lot of research involved when you're a librarian. But also just, like, you basically are just, like, I don't know how to describe it other than to use... I've pr- it probably was in another book somewhere. It sounds like it's out of, like, a fantasy novel. But, like, you're, like, the warden of knowledge. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're just, like, the protector of books. Yeah! Oh, that's so good. Now I want to be a librarian even more. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah. What's your second quote? My second po- quote is... I don't feel very much like poo today, said Pooh. There, there, said Piglet. Bring you tea and honey until you do. Aww. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Honestly. So, there are so many wholesome poo quotes. I know. Winnie the Pooh. I was looking up comfort quotes and I looked up a bunch of Winnie the Pooh ones because they're all just so comforting. Um, and this was the one that I loved, that I thought fit the topic best. But just like... The simple love and joy that they have I always makes me happy. Um, like, I don't feel very much like myself today. It's okay, I'll bring you honey and tea until you do. Like, that's, that's so nice. I think that's kind of the way to go, you know? Just, just honey and tea if you're not feeling yourself. Yeah. And it's a little thing like, like it's okay, and I'm going to be here for, me, for you until you do feel better. It's yeah. just, ugh, it's adorable. So sweet. But yeah, I like that one. And, of course, most of you know, but Winnie the Pooh was written by A.A. Milne. And A.A. Milne, or Alan Alexander Milne, was an English author best known for his books about the teddy bear, Winnie the Pooh, and for various poems. Milne was a noted writer primarily as a playwright before the huge success of Pooh overshadowed all of his previous work. Um, I forgot to say who my first quote was, and that was E.B. White. And he was an American writer 
For more than 50 years, he was a contributor to the New Yorker magazine. He was also a co-author of the English Language Style Guide, The Elements of Style, and I think what he's most famous for is he wrote children's books including Stuart Little, Charlotte's Web, Charlotte's Web and The Trumpet of the Swan. Mm-hmm. It's, all of our books are, are... Not all of our books. Um, all no, of our quotes, quotes are by... or authors? Many of our quotes are by children's book authors. Yeah. And that feels so fitting. Anyways, um... Shall I say my next quote? Of course you should. Um, As the years pass, I am coming more and more to understand that it is the common everyday blessings of our common everyday lives for which we should be particularly grateful. They are the things that fill our lives with comfort and our hearts with gladness. Just the pure air to breathe and the strength to breathe. Just warmth and shelter and home, folks. Just plain food that gives us strength, the bright sunshine on a cold day, and a cool breeze when the day is warm. And before I forget, that was said by Laura Ingalls Wilder who I love. <laughs> I those books. all of her books so many times when Me I was too. a kid. Like, that was I read them like, over and over yeah. and over. That was like my favorite series when I was a kid. We, my, Me my, too. All of my cousins, my family, we would read, we would play Pioneers, partially oh, inspired by that for years. I used to like be like, oh my god, I love this. She wrote about her childhood, and then I'd try to write about mine, and it was never oh. as good because it wasn't like, pi- we weren't pioneers oh. going across like the American countryside and moving in different houses. Okay, anyway, sorry. Who, anyway, who is Laura she, Ingalls Wilder, Wilder? She for those was who an American know. writer uh, known for her, the Little House on the Prairie series, which apparently Bron and I both read and loved. And uh, those were published between 1932 and 1943, and they were based on her childhood in a settler and pioneer family. And they were very, very good. I loved them. Yeah. So they were very good. I loved the descriptions. Okay, this is a tangent. But I loved the descriptions of, like, I think the first one was Little House in the Big Woods or something like yes. that. And the description of, like, going out into the forest and Forgot stuff. That book I read so many times. Yeah, I, I read the first one so many times. One. And then I think for years that we, I didn't know where it was, so I, don't, I didn't read it. But we had, like, some other ones, which I read over and over when she was probably, like, when she was going to school. And then she yeah. was starting to teach. Those were the ones where I started to read them over and over. But Little House in the Big Woods, that's, like, oh, my goodness comfort thing right there exactly and that kind of ties into an anecdote that i have but we'll go into that later um but yeah this um i saw this and i was like oh this would have been a really good one to do for simple things and because it's just kind of like it's the common things that we have to be grateful for um but i also thought it tied to this because especially because of all the examples that she was listing that i think um you know, I think comfort, when we think of comfort, we most often think of little things like yeah. blankets and hot chocolate and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, she like listed, you know, pure air to breathe, the strength to breathe it, like we're alive. She like sometimes even that is a comfort, like after, I don't know, I don't know what situation that would, that realization would come after, but like that can be comforting. Um and like warm shelter and a family, that's comforting. Plain food, like food that maybe you haven't had, like comfort food. Like I always think of chicken noodle soup as an example because we always have chicken noodle soup when, or right, we don't usually, but I think like many families give kids chicken noodle soup when they're sick or have a fever or whatever. Um, yeah. And you know, like sunshine on a cold day. I always love sun in the winter. Like just like nice things. And comforting things, and I thought it was a really sweet quote. I love it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, do you want to move on to anecdotes? Sure. So, uh, 
good. So the first one I have is something that I've talked so much about <laughs> because it's something that I love so much, and that is tea. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've talked that much about tea on the podcast. Well, in real life I have because yes. I have a lot. Um, my entire family drinks a lot of tea. Um, like when my oldest two siblings are home, we just like basically the tea kettle is always on. And that's because it's very good. <laughs> I really like it. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's just very comforting and nice and always tastes good. And it never, it's not like strong like coffee. And it's just like, you can always have it. It's funny because whenever it's like finals or midterms, I do drink even more tea. And you can kind of tell because I drink more tea and have less time to bring them down, the cups downstairs. So I have like 10, 5, 10 like cups just sitting on my desk because I've been drinking tea for like a couple of days. Oh my but I, yeah, I just love it. I particularly like Earl Grey, which I realized, I didn't know this, but I'm pretty sure this the flavor that Earl Grey is is bergamot, which is a flavor that I really like. And some of my family, we usually get black tea, like black Earl Grey tea, but some of my family got Earl Grey green tea, which Ooh. is actually very good. It surprised me, but I love it. It's one of my favorites now. We also had, we have this slight, like it's like a green tea spice tea that is very good that I've been loving and just really, an English breakfast tea. Always a classic. I love that. I kind of want some right now. I might have some when I go home. I think we have some. We can, we can have Ooh, some after we maybe you don't. I actually would love some tea right now, okay. now that we're talking about but it. But it's just, it's so, tea is kind of the remedy for everything, in my opinion. Yes, definitely. I had tea as one of my I didn't realize well. that until after but, I started talking. <laughs> but do you want to talk about it for you Oh, right no, because mine's totally different, because I don't, I think, I was about to say, I think our tea experiences are quite different, but that is making tea sound way more sophisticated than this. Um, but yeah, I only started drinking tea really recently. Um, I guess like not, I mean, definitely not before high school, but I've just started like really appreciating it and enjoying it. And now I have tea, like any chance I can get. Um, I usually I come home and have a cup of tea, especially now that it's fall and the, the classic tea at our house, the flame house is um, hot cinnamon spice tea mm. and it's the most fall tea ever and it's just perfect it's like it's really strong and kind of sweet but it's just it just tastes like fall like it's spicy ish and it, like it's a very strong yeah. tea it has a very particular flavor Sophia left me and with one the last time we recorded a podcast and I quite enjoyed it yes it's very good it's caffeinated so I have to always drink it like right when I get home otherwise I'm worried although I've never I, that's a di- whole different thing but um, I, I love it. I wish I could drink it every second of every day and it's so good. But yeah, I also love black tea. This summer I started, um, putting, tea, I like Googled how to brew iced tea, which is like the same thing, but you just put it in like cold water and then put it in the fridge and you take it out and it's steeped. And I did that for the summer camp. So good. I had black tea for the summer camp, oh. um, when I was working at the summer camp in Ambler and I would bring it. And it would be really cold while I was going and feeding all the animals. It was very good. Very, very good. I made iced tea the other day. Oh, you did? I added a bit of lemon. And That's then it, awesome. It was very good. But a lot of sugar. <laughs> and it was delish. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't have much experience with other types of tea besides, like, hot cinnamon spice, black tea. There are a couple, we've tried a couple, like, non-caffeinated, um, like, cinnamon, like, fall spice teas. We have Harvest Blend or something, and those are quite good, but none have, none have matched hot cinnamon spice tea yet. Mm. But yeah, I love tea as well. Um, what's your next anecdote? Um, just some smells that I always make me feel comforted and that I always, they always make me feel happy. Lavender. I love the smell of lavender. I just think it's amazing and delicious and beautiful and just so good. So that's probably like one of my all-time favorite smells. A close contender though is bergamot, which I'm starting to really, really love. Um, I had a candle that was like lavender and like lemongrass and bergamot, I think, and it was so good. That's just a combination of everything you love <laughs> it was so good and I, I used it all up and I still I have it because the smell is so good and I don't want to like forget the smell because every time I smell it I think of grade nine because that's when I first got it and it makes me think of when our friend groups are like become Aww. friends that's what it makes me think of every time and it always makes me really happy and content and so that's like that I like I don't know I can't carry around an empty candle jar with me always, <laughs> but I want yes, I have can. to get another one of that because it just smells so good and makes me so nostalgic, so I love that. That's amazing. That's so sweet. That's like those are my favorite smells, and I think on that same line, candles. I've talked about them a lot, but I also threw out the tag of the type of candle that I have right now but I really like it and I want to be able to get another one of that type but I threw out the label that has (laughs) the name of it on and I forget what it was I just recently started loving candles and I realized like especially in the fall it's so nice and when it's like nighttime and you're doing homework especially if you're like if you have like a textbook in front of you and your notebook in front of you and taking notes and you have tea and a candle it's just the best it's the best feeling and it might not be a super fun studying but you're like it's like picturesque it's yes it's, it's so good and that's always a comfort thing I think if I'm ever stressed I think an ideal way to not be stressed is to have a cup of tea candle watch some great British bake-off and maybe some crocheting which I've started to do and I very much enjoy I love that you've started crocheting I think that's amazing I haven't done a you lot my sister me. my sister is very good at crocheting and I decided I wanted to crochet a dragon from a movie, and then I realized <laughs> that was far above my skill level. So I'm crocheting a scarf, and Can I like it. To yes, I will. I know how to knit vaguely. Um, it's like knitting, but well, but easier. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. But yeah, my mom knows how to knit. That's another comfort thing that I should talk about. Why don't you talk about it right now? I can talk about it right now. This also kind of ties into what my other anecdote was going to be, which is uh, has to do with my brother. Um, but I, my family, as there are two places, I think that the four of us as a family spend a lot of time. One of them is the kitchen. We always have dinner together. And then the other is the TV room. And so every once in a while, if none of us are doing anything, usually it's my brother who says like, all right, you guys want to watch a movie? Like you guys want to come watch something? So, um, we'll all go into the TV room, which is like this very small, and the dogs come too, and they'll like sit in between the couches and we'll pet them while we're watching a movie. And usually, um, there we have like a routine. We each have our spot on the couch. <laughs> and um, my dad will sometimes watch and sometimes like do something else, like do work. 
and same with me, like, I'll sometimes watch and sometimes just, like, be on my computer while the movie's going, especially if it's something we've seen before, but my brother usually pays full attention, and he, he gets, he's lucky, he gets the, well, actually, I think my mom gets the best spot, but he gets the second best spot, because he's right up against the, like, arm of the couch, so he gets to, like, lie down as if he's in bed, and my brother loves blankets. He has a collection of fluffy blankets. He has an Argentine flag. He has the symbol of the Barcelona soccer team. And he has one from when we went to see The Lion King, the musical. And it's really big and super fluffy, and it has just a big picture of a lion on it. So anytime we watch a movie, he's got his super fluffy Lion King blanket pulled up to his chin, even if it's summer, which I don't understand. But it always, like, so now whenever I see fluffy blankets, I think of my brother, and I think of, like, watching movies with his super fluffy blanket. Um, and then my mom, always when we're watching movies, she usually knits. My mom is a huge knitter. It's something she's really passionate about. Um, and she's always knitting something different. I think now she's working on some dog sweaters, which is very cool. Um, and she, so usually she's knitting while we're watching a movie. And that always, I think once she knit this huge blanket, like this huge knotted wool blanket, and it's so warm and it's awesome, my brother uses it when it's really cold outside. That's the blanket he'll pull on. Um, but, yeah, so whenever I think of, like, comfort and coziness, I usually think of my mom knitting and my, my little brother with his fluffy blankets. Oh, but, yeah, I love that. What's your next anecdote? Uh, what should I do? What should I do? Okay, so uh, the next one is... Sometimes I'll hear a song, and it'll just bring me back to when I was little, and I love it. Um, it's always a good time. The most recent one was uh, Sophia, me, and a couple of friends were going to the Renaissance Fair, and our friend's mom was driving us, and our friend's phone wouldn't connect to the Bluetooth, so our friend's mom said, it's okay, I'll take care of the music, <laughs> put in a CD, and we listen to a children's CD for an hour. However... It was very fun for a few reasons. First and foremost, it embarrassed the heck out of our friend. <laughs> Secondly, the the CD was one that we used to listen to when I was a kid, or like when I was really little, and I lo- it made me really happy because I was like, wait, I know all these songs, and I think it's called like Free to Be, and it's a bunch of songs from the 60s that were very, very like forward-thinking, progressive, still honestly are relatively, but like just about how you can be anything you want, girls you don't have to be like you don't have to like women don't have to be in charge of all the cleaning women don't have fun doing cleaning just like no one else does and boys if you want to have a doll you have a doll so like it was relative it was pretty good and it was like you can be anything you want it's honestly relatively progressive and it was it's quite a quite fun but um they're Some really the so- they're very the style interesting of it is... Song. It, it's an old CD. Yes. Um, and it was very... Like, some of the, the songs... It was a mix were, of they stories just, and they songs. They made me laugh. They all made me laugh so yeah. much. It was a mix of stories and songs, and they're all, like, these people who are obviously in their, like, 50s reading wow. them, and some of them have very variety of what I would describe as old people accents. <laughs> like, you're not really sure what region they're from, but they sound like an old person. <laughs> but it was very funny, and they're just like, once upon a time, Sally went on a field trip. <laughs> like, and Sally always said, 
ladies first, ladies first. <laughs> they're really funny because they're kind of hard to listen to, but they're also really funny. And one of them was, I remember, just repeated over and over and over, a doll, a doll, Willie wants a doll. And it's been stuck in my head ever since. Yes. <laughs> like, they're quite, but yeah. And I mean, while that was quite an interesting experience, and I might not say that, yeah, I want to listen to that all the time. <laughs> it definitely was a kind of... In, in a way, yeah, the nostalgia was in some ways comforting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you'll hear a song and you're like... What happens for me is there... I think when I first started like listening to my own music that I wanted to listen to, that I had like found playlists and stuff, was probably not until 7th or 8th grade because I had yeah, an old same. iPod that, and I'd listen to my parents' music or maybe some music that my sister had or like the radio, but I didn't have my own music taste really. Mm-hmm. But then in the summer of 7th or 8th grade, I started listening to like my music playlist. And so now their songs, when I hear them, I'm like, whoa, this is like... I'm thinking of the summer of, like, eighth grade. That's crazy. Yeah. It's very strange. Some of the... When I first started listening to, like, my own music, some of the first songs that I listened to were musicals. And so now sometimes when I hear a song from a musical, I'm like, oh, my God, it's seventh grade again. Like, that's And it's a really weird feeling because I can't tell... It's in some ways nice, but also, like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. Like, kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm listening to someone else. Yeah. Yeah, like, tell my story. It's weird. Very photo. Okay, what's your next one? Um, my next one is pretty simple. Uh, in our sunroom, which is like, there's an area next to our kitchen, which is like this huge open room. I think it's my mom's favorite room, or it used to be. She was like, oh my god, this is the most amazing part of the house. And it's basically just like, half of it is windows. The ceiling is, is windows, and then so is the wall. So it gets so much light in the summer, but that also means that it gets really cold in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um but in that room, there's a fireplace, and it's a wood-burning stove, which is, like, really, really, really hot. It generates a lot of heat. So a lot of times we'll, uh, if there's, I think, for the most part, we turn it on when it's a snow day, and we, like, make a fire in there, and then we'll come in and out. Like, there's always, there's usually a big, again, another fluffy blanket. We, I'm realizing we just have a ton of fluffy blankets because there's a big gray fluffy blanket in there, and so sometimes we'll, like, make or my brother will make hot chocolate and then so there will be some hot chocolate and there's a wood burning stove and on usually on a snow day you can find one or two of us like sitting there with a book and hot chocolate with a a blanket sitting in front of the wood burning stove it's very nice it's a nice i I love that i love wood burning stoves and that kind of thing yeah it's awesome what's your next one um somewhat related it's the feeling of and i don't know if it's fully relatable but like, if you've been outside all day, especially doing stuff outside all day, and you're slightly covered with dirt, and if you've had a fire outside, you're slightly smell smoky and stuff. Yeah. And it's that feeling of, I really want to wash this off, but also, like, it's, it's just nice. so good. And it makes me think of 7th and 8th grade when I was homeschooled and I did a wilderness program. So once a week, it was basically from 9 until 3 or 4, and we would go outside in the woods and we, I was the oldest group, and we had this spot, it was at a farm, um, it's called a farm, it was basically like a big woods in a town right next to us, and we had this one spot there that we called Charcoal Camp, because it used to be where people would make charcoal, so there's a big flat round spot that used to be a charcoal pit, and there, it was also called Cedar Camp, because there are a lot of red cedar trees around it, 
and I can picture it so clearly, and it's, like, one of my favorite memories ever, and we would go there, and I did it for, I guess I only did it for two years, but I was part of, that was, like, four seasons, and so I was, like, one of, like, the original kids who was a part of it, and I really, like, it was a big part of who I was, and towards the end, I was, like, one of the oldest kids there, and me and a couple of my friends, we really knew what we were doing, so things, like, every time we'd go there, we would make a little fire in the fireplace, or in the fire pit, and, like, it's a wilderness thing, so they taught us things, like, how to make a fire without matches, so, like, flint and steel and stuff, and, like, you learn these skills, and, but every time we'd make a fire, and towards the end, we were, our group, like, could make a fire really quickly, no problem, in a few seconds, and that was, like, towards like the end of it that was just a thing but every time I'd come back and I would literally be covered in a thin layer of dirt and I'd always feel a little like 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 I could feel the dirt on my skin yeah yeah, and I would always smell like smoke but I couldn't really smell it and I always had my wilderness clothes that were like kind of like hiking clothes a little bit but they weren't really like I don't know they're like just kind of woodsy like jeans or like a flannel and that kind of thing and I would always come home and have a bath. And then after, I would be able to smell like, oh, my clothes smell so, like, nature And not necessarily, they don't necessarily smell good. But it was always a very, like, nostalgic thing. And, like, yeah. just that feeling at the end of a day, I'd feel so tired and so good. And that's, like, one of my favorite things ever. And we should visit that place and I can show you. Because oh you can gosh, hike there. That would be so much fun. So, I would love to do and that. And it's, Yeah. So that's a very nostalgic and comforting thing for me. That kind of reminds me of when we were um, doing Christmas tree sales at Amber Farm. Yes. And, like, we got so sticky from, like, carrying Christmas trees. And then when I came home and, like, obviously took my clothes off and had a shower and everything, and then, like, I looked at my clothes and I was like, oh, my God, these smell like Christmas trees. But you don't smell it when you're, like, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it was kind of, like, similar feeling of, like, oh, my gosh, I just worked hard and I'm exhausted, but that was such a nice day, like, spending so much time outdoors. And I, I think that, I think Ambler, I still get that, and I still get that from canoe trips, that's, again, the th- other thing, because you basically have one set of clothes that you wear for, like, four or five days, and then at the end, you're like, geez, <laughs> beautiful, but, like, that kind of feeling is just, like, for some reason, the feeling of feeling a little bit gross, a little bit dirty, but f- because of nature, not because of, like, being in the city Working or something, out or but, like, whatever, yeah. when it's from being in nature, like, that's just a really nostalgic and comforting feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, your last one? I have one last one. I can kind of, I guess it's a combination of two, but either like rewatching an old movie or rereading an old book. Those are two things that are just so comforting. And it kind of goes back to the feeling that you were saying of like, oh my gosh, this music, I can, I know exactly where this music is from um, or what time period in my life I listen to this music. Um, and for us, for our family, the nostalgic movies, I guess, there are two that I could think of off the top of my head. And one we just rewatched really recently, which was The Pink Panther. And those were movies made in like 2006, I think. And it was the recreation of, it was like Steve Martin and he recreated, <laughs> it's, you would be ashamed of the French accents. They're not very good French accents. But it's just like, you know, a stupid detective who ends up actually solving the case in the end. And everyone thinks he's so idiotic, but he, like, solves the case. And it's just, he makes stupid jokes. And they're all silly. And it's not, it's not like a masterpiece of art or whatever. But it's like, they make you giggle. I feel like it's quite an iconic thing. Yeah. They, I mean, it always, for me, like, my dad would, we, I think we watched that movie when I was maybe like 10 
that would be my guess. Maybe even younger than that. And after that, my dad would always quote it. So, like, all the time. And, and my dad cannot... Sorry, father. But he, he can't do any accents at all. And so he'd... <laughs> what? Nussing? So she said... Ah, like that's the quote that he would, he would quote over and over, and just a weird voice, and it would always make me laugh as a ten year old. Um, and then, uh, the other I think it was a couple weeks ago I had a night which was like weirdly free from homework, and I came down and I was I think I, I don't even I think I came down to get like tea or a snack or something, and my brother was like want to watch something with us, and I was like okay, because <laughs> I didn't have anything to do, and I think I ended up doing, like, Chinese while I was watching it, um, but that, there were a couple of jokes that I was like, oh my god, we spent a year quoting this joke after we watched this movie, and I haven't thought about it in another, like, That's four crazy. years, and it, it made me smile so much, and then, similar to that, Harry Potter, every once in a while, we'll go back and start watching the Harry Potter movies again, and it's always like, oh, I remember this, I Yes. And then as we were talking about, too, like, rereading old books, especially the ones that I read, like, right when I started really loving reading and reading, like, real books, like Little House on the Prairie and The Secret Garden. There were books that I read, I think even earlier than that, that were about a little classroom hamster. And, like, a couple years ago, I read them all again, and I was like, oh, my God, these were so cute. <laughs> and I, I remember now why I, why I liked them so much. Um, That's so And sweet. just think, like, going back to stuff that you did when you were little is always like oh yeah <laughs> like it's it's, it's, it's a squishy feeling <laughs> um but yeah that, that was my last right. one do you have one more i think that's i think that's what i have yeah cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like <laughs> we sounded like little classroom hamster <laughs> i can show you them i like we yeah. went through my bookshelf and i almost had them in the giveaway pile and then i was like I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> so I'll probably funny. give them away eventually, but oh, they're so cute. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening this time. Yeah, that was fun to talk about. It was one of those that it's just like fun to discuss things nice. that make you happy, you know? Nice things. Um, but yeah, you know, if you are what? Um, so uh, our intro music. <laughs> <laughs> our intro music is Inspirational Life. Yes. Our outro music is blossoming inspiration oh, thank you for doing the the music this time you're welcome um check us out on instagram at quotes and anecdotes quotes.n.anecdotes and our friend who drew our cover art is also on instagram at dino.byte dino bite check her out very cool person mm-hmm. um, email, email us at <laughs> quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com uh rate review subscribe and have a fantastic day. Yes. Have a wonderful Wednesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Bye, my friend Sophia. <laughs> Bye, my friend Ramen. Good. <laughs> <laughs>